Happy New Year. I wanted to hopefully encourage you and inspire you today as we enter the year 2024. And if you're listening and during another year in the future, it still applies. The best thing you can do for your mental health this year is to set your heart and your will towards obedience to taking up your cross and following him. I want to review two passages today. I know in the past I have um, mentioned Psalm 23, um, the worship song by Red Rocks Worship called Good Plans is something that has been upon my heart the past few months and it really goes into this psalm and so I wanted to revisit it and share it with you. So Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Using some commentary uh, from my Bible, um, I had some notes when I went over this that I wanted to share with you. And again, um, this is from that song. I would encourage you to worship with the song Good Plans by Red Rock, Red Rock's Worship, which really just sings this song to life, and it's um, very beautiful. So in Psalm 23, when it begins, the Lord is my shepherd, what does a shepherd do? A shepherd cares for, um, a shepherd gives um, work and boundaries and protection to his sheep. And therefore, there's nothing that I should want. I, I have no, I have no um, needs that go unmet because I am a sheep and he is my shepherd. Interestingly, um, a little bit down, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. So there's a need and he recognizes that sometimes we need, um, we need to be forced to rest <laughs> um, in green pastures. Green pastures is nourishment, it's food. Um, so he, he makes us lie down. He he gives us the nourishment we need and the rest that that we need. And then in the next verse, he leads me beside quiet, still waters. So we have that nourishment of food, and here is the nourishment of water that he knows we need. But in this verse, in this line, it says he leads me, while in the other one, he says he makes me. So he will lead us, and it's up to us to follow him to the water. He wants peace for us. 
He wants those still waters, but it is up to us to follow his lead. He restores my soul. Only in him will I find strength to go on when I feel that I can't. Uh, every day, his mercies are new and he restores our soul. And it says, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his, his name's sake. So it's that lamp unto our feet. It's one step at a time. He guides us. Um, we get the revelation of the next step in his purpose and plan for our lives when we just take one next step of obedience often he doesn't give us the entire plan but he wants us to take a step of faith in what he's asking us to do right now i've talked about health anxiety a bit on this podcast and so a lot of times when i get um into a very heavy mode um with depression and anxiety facing health anxiety um facing health issues it can feel like there's evil all around us but this was a great reminder that facing even death we need not fear that the death itself is is evil because god which is all pure all love all light resides in me because I am his child. I made that choice and so his Holy Spirit is within me. And I shouldn't look at things that I'm facing as evil trying to overcome me because it it cannot. When I'm a child, I have his mark on me. And God's rod and staff can comfort me. So what is the rod and staff? What is the role of a rod and a staff? Well, the staff provides guidance and gives us boundaries these are not to limit us or to infringe upon us but to offer us uh, healthy boundaries and a guide that will only lead us to more abundance and the rod is for protection from predators it's to keep us safe and so we have god's rod and staff and this should be of comfort to us you prepare a table while my enemies can witness and this is a beautiful picture that even though we may have, as the psalmist here, David, was writing about facing death um, because Saul, the king, was after him and had people looking out to, um, to kill him. Uh, it says here, we don't need to fear whatever um, enemies are against us because he, the, the Lord prepares a table in front of our enemies you anoint me with oil. He chooses us. So I have even more than my needs met. Surely, I love that word, surely. Surely, goodness and love will follow me. It will follow me. I need not chase it. And surely is a declaration. Surely, it's telling ourselves surely. Like, this is true. Goodness and love will follow me all days I live. But then it ends with, but even if I, even if after my life, then, because it says then, then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So goodness and love will follow, follow me all the days I live. And then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So basically like a win-win <laughs> while I live your goodness, God's goodness and love will follow me. And then 
After that comes me dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. And this is of comfort to us. Recently, I've been uh, thinking a lot about obedience and talking with friends and family, especially um, when last year, in 2023, I embarked on obedience in my work. It was pretty scary to get really quiet and hear the Lord asking me to follow him on an unknown, outside-of-the-box path and so many times I questioned, and, and still do, daily. I want to remain in questioning. Um, so many times I wondered, Lord, am I being selfish? Um, because, you know, I have a family and I don't want to just be on this journey which doesn't bring much money and not be providing because your word says... Uh, we should be providing for our family. It would be shameful to be lazy and, and not responsible. And while that's true, the Bible does not contradict itself. And I have mentioned that before. It's, it's both things um, at the same time. What really is irresponsible and will affect our mental health negatively, as, as a child of God especially, uh, is not being obedient. When we choose to rationalize things by the standards of society and the world um, and do what we think makes sense, it, it's not going to go well for us. We're going to be coming up against um, coming up against what the Lord is asking us to do. And so for me, I'm learning to just trust that lamp upon my feet, take one step at a time. And it's good to constantly surrender each day and say, Lord, do, is this what you still want me to do today? Is this the path that you still want me to walk on? Many times he asks us to take um, a path up until a certain point, And then he'll just say, okay, now turn to the left or turn to the right. So it's important that we're in constant dialogue with him. Um, even though also the Bible says we are to be in this world but not of it, that doesn't necessarily mean that we participate in the systems and what um, society thinks is rational and logical. Many times... Being in this world but not of it means that we have to be willing to look like a fool in the in the eyes of the world. And um, yes, again, the Bible does tell us to render unto Caesar what is Caesar. So yes, we have to be law-abiding citizens. I'm not talking about going against what um, these these guardrails that society has put forth we do want to be good citizens i'm talking more about all the people that are in the bible that god has called um that to do things that look very foolish and um and off the top of my head like john the baptist uh somebody that ate uh locusts and um 
lived in, in the desert. And, um, basically his life was just here to, to, um, point to the Lord. And when his purpose was fulfilled, he, um, he was beheaded. (laughs) And, um, all the disciples who followed the Lord, um, it was, it probably looked reckless to leave behind their, their livelihoods and, and follow, uh, this teacher that, um, didn't, that was rejected by the Jewish leaders. They did not endorse him as Messiah. So, um, this is not to put ourselves in, you know, elevate ourselves and say, you know, we're something, we're something special. No, what I'm saying is we are children of God and the Bible, uh, asks us to take up our cross and follow him. So let's go there now. Matthew chapter 16 verses 21 through 28. From the time from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth, Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, so using again um, some of the commentary here on the side of my Bible next to these verses and uh, some things that come to my mind. And um, for this one, I I was prompted to turn here with the worship song, um, No Turning Back. Another beautiful, worshipful song sung by Stephanie Gretzinger and Leland. Um, And basically that song says, is just like our kind of remake of, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. And it sings of taking up our cross, walking just like him, talking just like him, laying down our life for him. Um... So let's let's go over this verse a little bit. So Jesus predicts his his death here and Peter who's um such an, an endearing disciple when we look at him and I'm sure many of us can see ourselves in him uh meant well when he said never lord this shall never happen to you. And then Jesus says something that kind of might um be like a little bit jarring when we read it he calls 
Peter, Satan, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. So that that was really interesting. Here in the commentary, it says, Peter meant well, but he was badly mistaken when he rebuked Jesus. To suggest that Jesus should not fulfill his mission of death and resurrection was not unlike the temptation Satan himself presented to Jesus on an earlier occasion in Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. In this case, Satan used Peter to get to Jesus in another attempt to coax him away from his mission. This goes back again to obedience. Jesus was obedient to his mission on a perfect level. He was fully God and fully man. And Peter, meaning well here, wanted to say, you know, I will never let this happen to you, but it was being used by Satan to appeal to to flesh and emotions. That's what the enemy does to us, especially those of us who may struggle with uh, mental health um, conditions that really may my impair may impair our emotional well-being uh, things that s- seemingly want to make things less heavy for us and our flesh um, because we battle and, and fight against this it's it feels like paddling upstream and it's very difficult and here i just love this picture that when we want to appeal to our emotions and flesh and take take the edge off um, by taking an easier route and not going the route of obedience, we do not have the things of God in mind. We have the things of men in mind. We have what is of this world in mind. And I know this; these are very hard concepts, so I'm really speaking to myself here Um I know it's difficult, but we really need to have the things of God in mind if we want to follow him. It continues with Jesus saying this, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. Take up the cross and follow me. We must deny ourselves in whatever that looks like. Um... There, There is no easy way out. We have to go through. We have to go through the valley, but he is with us in the valley. And on the other side of it is beauty. It's the things that the Lord has for us. It's accomplishment of walking with him and hearing good and faithful servant. Um, anything else here? What? good will it be for man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul or what can a man give in exchange for his soul i've thought about this as well um sometimes there's a little a little rabbit trail here but i've often prided myself on the fact that i'm not very much into material things and say i just want experiences and um I'm not too into those, you know, I don't I don't need things. But the Lord has shown me over the past year that even that can be a trap because um you know, our hunger for 
to to have experiences in this life it's really insatiable we want that adventure and we want to see things and be a part of things and you know that is not all inherently wrong but we can like anything else make an idol out of that and when we we don't get it or we want more of it 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 can just become an insatiable thirst to see all the world has to offer but we can gain the whole world and and lose our soul in the process um walking this path that i that i decided to follow last year to just commit my work to him and and do the things that he sends my way and be very prayerful um you know that sometimes it's very tempting to say you know what but i'm i'm not getting to have these adventures and uh, and see the things that i want to see because there just isn't um the resources to do so <laughs> and so it's tempting to say you know what i'm just going to go work for money and again money is not bad but it's what we're asked to do from god is obedience uh I can, by the grace of God, say that 2023 was probably one of the best mental health years of my life. And it's because of obedience. It's, I'm not saying perfection. There is no perfection. We will falter in our obedience. But are we willing to get up the next day and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in obedience. I'm going to give it my all again today, Lord. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help me to walk in obedience. Help me to lay aside the things that I want. Help me to follow you, to take up my cross. And because of that, there was internal peace. Um, you know, when we trust him with our, uh, with our life, when we walk in obedience, we have the opportunity to reap the biggest blessings or the biggest blessing. And really the biggest blessing is not something that is external or circumstantial. The biggest blessing is what we receive internally. What happens to our heart, our mind, and our soul when we choose to be obedient is, is he transforms us. He gives us this peace and this joy but this is not easy. Um, we have to really fight against our flesh for the for these intangible treasures. <laughs> there, um, it it sounds easy, and <laughs> if if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, but the Lord tells us in His Word that it's narrow. It's a narrow path to this. Um, and because we battle our emotions and our flesh, which is a very strong, uh, it's a very strong leaning uh, in our human condition, we have to push past this. So I hope that in 2024 or whatever year you are listening to this um, as a New Year's resolution or a goal, or whatever you want to call it, you would set your mind on obedience, obedience to taking up your cross, uh, 
And I hope when I falter, I can listen back to this and be um, renewed in, in this goal to just follow him even when, uh, when I don't really want to or, or when I'm weary. And so um, I want to just sing a couple lines from those two worship songs that led me to these passages. He has good plans. He has good plans for me. If I know my father, I know my father has. He has good plans. He has good plans for me. If I know my father, I know my father has good plans. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Him. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. Be blessed. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be blessed.